Welcome, welcome to Illuminate with Lizzie. I'm your host, Lizzie Q, and I'm a life coach, health and wellness geek, and a spiritual being navigating this 3D world just like you. Here we discuss things from spirituality to health and wellness, manifestation, and so much more. I'm here to help you on your spiritual journey so that you can create the best life for yourself as the highest version of yourself. It all starts from within. My intention is to bring illumination to those who seek it. So if you're listening to this, I can assure you that you're right where you're supposed to be. This podcast will help you shine your beautiful light for the world and have that light reflected right back at you. Thanks for being here and let's get to it. Hello, you beautiful people. Thank you so much for tuning in. If it is your first time here, welcome, welcome. I know I say I'm super excited about all my podcast episodes, but I am truly excited for this one in particular. I have the honor of interviewing a beautiful friend of mine, a beautiful soul, Daisy Draper, who's a spiritual pop artist and also a guide to others on their healing journey with all the amazing content she posts around mindfulness, wellness, spirituality, and much more. In this juicy episode, you'll get to hear how Daisy healed her autoimmune diseases, which includes Lyme disease, by using food as medicine. Not only did food play a crucial part in her healing journey, but healing emotionally and spiritually as well contributed to the overall physical healing process. We also talk about honoring your authenticity and how showing up as your highest self doesn't mean you need to feel perfect every single day. Daisy also shares how her healing journey guided her to certain ways of eating at different points in her life, which emphasizes the power of truly listening to your body and what that means. I do just want to say that when I recorded this interview, I was actually not feeling my absolute best. I had been experiencing a lot of gastrointestinal issues that have been super hard on me lately, and I just recently started feeling better. In my own journey at this time, I'm back to eating a mainly plant-based diet again, which is the only thing that has given me relief from the pain that I was experiencing. But that is where I currently am in my healing process, which I will dive into a whole lot more in another episode because there was something deeper going on with my gut and my body when I didn't start feeling well in the first place. All that I can say is that I'm feeling better now and I am so, so thankful. I don't know what foods I'll be eating a week from now, a month from now, six months from now, so I just want to remind everyone that your journey may look a lot different from Daisy's, from mine, from others, and I think it's just important to trust your body to guide you to what it needs at certain times in your life. At certain points, a way of eating can really serve you, and at other times, it may not, and it's time to change things up. I don't support just one way of eating your whole life. I support honoring what your body needs at any given moment in your life. And you'll definitely hear a lot more about honoring the body in this episode. There's so many beautiful takeaways I got from having this conversation with Daisy. So I'm super excited for you all to keep listening. Wherever you are in your journey with health, with healing, I know you'll receive some light from this episode. Now, without further ado, let's welcome Daisy to the Illuminate with Lizzie podcast. Hello, Daisy. Welcome to the Illuminate with Lizzie podcast. I'm super excited to have you here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited too. So you and I actually met through our mutual friend, 
the awesome Ariana. Um, and I don't even know when it was when I felt that connection towards you, but I just remember talking to you and I was like, I want her to be in my life. So <laughs> here we are now, <laughs> obviously things have panned out. <laughs> the feeling was mutual. I felt like we, um, aligned with a lot of our morals, beliefs, and like spiritual beliefs, wellness, all of the above. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm so grateful that you're my friend. <laughs> I know me too. And shout out Ariana for connecting us, obviously. <laughs> well, to kick things off, the very first question I would love to ask you is what does illuminating from within mean to you? And when do you feel like you illuminate from within? I love that question. Um, so to me, I feel like when I'm truly a, like illuminating from within would mean that I'm aligned with my authenticity. And I know some people might think like being radically authentic means you're a hundred percent all of the time. You're pure joy, pure love. But I think authentic means just actually being your true self in that moment where you are, mm -hmm. where you mm -hmm. are in your healing journey, where you are in the day. Like today yeah. I had a rough morning because my yeah. cat are wild <laughs> <laughs> freaking cats <laughs> cats but so to me to show up in a way that's authentic to how I'm feeling authentic to where I am on my journey authentic to my beliefs even if it's maybe not what the the group would think um, it's just showing up in your truth in every moment and I think when you shine outward and you show people who you really are, no matter what they think about it, no matter how they feel, you're still like illuminating your truth and you're being radically authentic. So it doesn't really matter about how someone perceives you. You can still illuminate, even if someone's like, what's wrong with her? <laughs> oh gosh. Yes, I absolutely agree. And I love that. And something that you said this morning as well, um, before we started recording and everything of how you're like, you know, I just have to honor that I'm not going to feel perfect all the time. And that was also something that I needed to hear this morning because my energy wasn't super up there, Elizzie energy this morning, but I knew that um, it's not going to be every time I want to do a podcast interview. So even just talking to you about this is making me feel a lot better. And I think that's, that's beautiful that you're saying, you know, to honor however you're feeling, because a lot of people... I think, think that they need to feel a certain way all the time to illuminate. Yeah, a lot, exactly. A lot of spiritual rhetoric, we think that being radically authentic or being spiritually aligned means that we're going to be like happy or like super joyful or um, bypassing all of these emotions and feelings that are very real and are mm -hmm. authentic to us. And it also takes the pressure off because spirituality and illuminating your authentic light means that you're just being you. You don't have to have all of this pressure, um, yeah. something that may not feel authentic in that moment. 
So yes, absolutely. And when we let go of how we are thinking we're being perceived, that's when we can really step in, step into our authenticity even more because it really doesn't matter. That's just our ego talking. <laughs> yeah. And to think that, oh, I need to be a hundred percent aligned and calm and peaceful and nothing can be in my mind right now. And if I have a any stress or I'm a little agitated about something or I have a worry, then mm -hmm. someone's going to think I'm not perfect and great and spiritual enough or whatever. Yep. Like, yes, yes. wait, what? Like yeah. we are all human. That's what makes us like spiritual. Mm -hmm. That's what mm -hmm. makes us authentic. That's what makes us illuminate because we yeah. illuminate if we didn't have bodies, something's got to yeah. shout out of it. <laughs> yes, know? exactly. Our 3D exactly. selves. <laughs> exactly. So we just have to kind of surrender to where we are in that moment. Obviously, we show up as our highest selves, not saying this is an excuse to be like um, derogatory towards someone or mm -hmm. cause on unnecessary conflict or responding from a trauma response or mm -hmm. um, not setting boundaries, whatever it may be. Um, not giving excuses to that. We still show up as our highest selves as much yeah. as we can. Your highest self is just being like, well, today might not be that great, but I'm just going to roll with it. <laughs> yeah. I love that you said that because your highest self is doing the best that you can. It doesn't mean, you know, again, being peaceful or being Zen all the time, because even though if you do practice mindfulness each and every day, even if you do try to do whatever is possible sometimes you're still going to feel a certain way and being able to accept that is is truly something that is beautiful mm -hmm. I love that yeah, yeah. for mm -hmm. listeners that may not know you could you share a little bit about who you are and what you do what what do you love doing in this 3d world today <laughs> yeah so um I'm Daisy Draper. I'm, I call myself a spiritual pop artist. And what that means is I take spiritual principles like shadow work, inner child healing, um, also maybe channeling Akashic records, whatever it may be. And whatever I'm honestly working through at that time, I merge it with modern pop music <laughs> and love it. Um, <laughs> a lot of spiritual music that I love and I think it's amazing. Um, but it's like chanting or it's affirmations or it doesn't touch on like the really real raw depths of healing. It's just very positive or maybe it's frequency music or something of that nature. Mm -hmm. And although I think that is greatly beneficial and I'm a huge fan, I also really love modern music. Yeah. Yeah. Pop music is void of depth. Um, it's something that bothers me <laughs> when I listen mm -hmm. to pop music and, mm -hmm. and a lot of modern music perpetuates narratives that do not serve the collective. It's perpetuating yeah, it does. these um, beliefs of misogyny and codependency and mm -hmm. toxicity. So a lot of what we hear music being about kind of is subconsciously penetrating our minds with structures and narratives that go against 
the healing process in which we're trying to embark on. Mm -hmm. And my mission is to obviously be a human. I I'm very much cool with being a human. I yeah, very spiritual, but like we have real experiences and, um, I like to touch on that in my music. Like I'm not always happy. There are times I feel heartbroken, but there's always this light and this hope that I try to express mm-hmm. to give others inspiration as they go. And honestly, all of this music that I've written right now, I have an EP out and I currently go have- listen to it. Everyone. <laughs> She's it's so fun. good. Such a good singer. <laughs> It's called Earth Angel, um, but I do have a backlog of music I'm waiting to release and so on. But I try to just be radically authentic and Mm -hmm. make it modern and pop. And as I write and create new music and even now the stuff I'm writing that will be coming out like probably in 2023. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Really embodies the wholeness of healing. Mm, that's kind of what I'm about and I obviously I'm like on TikTok and I teach people about healing I do healing sessions I do sound act sound activations and healing sessions with my voice Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah that's that's a little about me I love that thank you for sharing and I also know that we have talked a lot about health and wellness Um, and healing the body as well. And I know that that's something that you are super passionate about and you were actually able to heal your autoimmune diseases through using food as medicine. And I think that I would love to hear more about that journey that you had. Um, And I feel like a lot of our listeners would love to hear about that as well, if if you would like to share. Yeah, um, good question. So the reason why I do spiritual pop music or I'm in the healing community or whatever you want to call it is Mm -hmm. um, really because I've been sick my entire life. And um, so I've been sick on and off. And it wasn't until maybe 2015, 2016, that I really saw this was a problem. And I, mm-hmm. I've been to allopathic practitioners and have been on medication, um, antibiotics, antidepressants, antipsychotics. Um, wow. Did not know that. All of the above <laughs> for my symptoms. And a lot of my symptoms were manifesting in gastrointestinal complications as mm-hmm. well as anxiety, depression, um, hormonal imbalances, hair loss, fatigue, my Mm -hmm. um, nails and skin were really brittle and dry. So, and also kind of manifested a bit of a learning disability. Mm -hmm. Um, I wasn't able to really speak. Like it's actually kind of wild that I can speak in fluent sentences today. Um, And sing. And sing. (laughs) Like an angel. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So at the time my speech was very fragmented. My brain fog was, I mean, I really could not form sentences. I would have like the idea of what I wanted to say, but the words couldn't come through, even though I mm. knew I was intelligent. I right, right. knew I was, it's just something about your motor skills and your um, neurons, like not connecting. Right. Yeah. It's that connection. Mm-hmm. So um, around 2015, 
15, I would say I started exploring like the natural route, the natural side of things. Cause I truly was like, and not even that way. I mean, I came from, I used to smoke cigarettes. I oh, wow. like, I served six yeah. years in the army. So mm. I'm a veteran. So that lifestyle of being a veteran is very hardcore. Like you mm-hmm. drink energy drinks, you get McDonald's at 4am, you smoke cigarettes. Yeah. You it's like, very, um, I don't want to be offensive, but I think it's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, Hey, your experience, so <laughs> you can share it. <laughs> so yeah, I come from that side of things. And so for it to be that bad for me to be like, Hey, maybe I should actually think about trying something else. Um, it got to the point where I was like fainting. Cause I was in so much pain from my stomach it got to the point where I had like no libido and, um, ovarian cysts and like anxiety that was so unmanageable. So what kind of kickstarted everything was I saw a, um, colon hydrotherapist Mm -hmm. (laughs) and at the time she was vegan. So that's kind of, how I like tried out veganism and vegetarianism. And at the time, um, to provide some context, I do believe that it was very helpful for me at first Mm -hmm. because it was like a cleanse for myself. Right. Right. Because there was so much in my body that really needed to be expelled from all of the medication and, um, just my lifestyle and what have you. But So it served its purpose for that time. And I would get colon hydrotherapy done once a month because I couldn't even go to the bathroom on my own. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Um, So it was pretty severe um, and very painful. And I, like I would eat something and I would be in so much pain for hours to the point where I'd be like, I wouldn't even notice I was doing this, but I would like bite my coat or my jacket because I was like, had to bite something because I was in so much pain. I vividly remember that. <laughs> and wow. um, so I did colon hydrotherapy. I was learning from this woman. And um, I think the principles of what she taught me was what was most beneficial of like the body as a holistic organism. Mm-hmm. Everything you eat, everything you think, your environment, all of the above affects your physical well-being. As I worked with her, I did start to see my body come into homeostasis. Um, But there were certain things, for example, I also, because I'm a veteran, I work out pretty hardcore. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And um, I was getting injured and I would have to wear braces on um, my wrists and braces on my knees and would just be in a lot of pain and Mm -hmm. probably, I mean, an unnecessary amount because I don't experience that now. And I started to realize like, I was just so hungry all of the Mm -hmm. time because I had been vegan for about a year and was really flushing my body, was juicing, was And I think what veganism and vegetarianism helped me do is it laid the foundation for me to start a new lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And 
I think it helps because it gives people this motivation to, to be well, to, yeah, to be more mindful about what they're consuming. Do you mind if I ask you what you were eating uh, when you were on a plant-based diet or, cause I think that some people, when they think, oh, vegan people, they just, they can, they're either plant-based or they eat like a bunch of processed vegan food. Yeah. And at the time I still didn't, this is before the story is very long and yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But this is before I met my naturopath that really changed my life. Um, so at the time I was kind of like that mix of like, I thought I was healthy, but I was eating like Mm -hmm. vegan chocolate that was filled with like sugar, soy, um, Mm -hmm. sunflower oil, seed Mm -hmm. oil. But I also did like a lot of cooking and would make like beet burgers from scratch or butternut squash or spaghetti squash. And the meatballs would be um, like greens of sorts. And yeah. Trying and experimenting, like I would use Brussels sprouts as the meatballs or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did eat like, I would say half and half. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so that was primarily my diet, but lots of juice. And I kind of plateaued because I still had a lot of these issues. I was still needing to do colon hydrotherapy. I like, I could see that I wasn't really getting better. I was a little bit balanced and, um, I had lessening symptoms gastrointestinally speaking, but I could still see there was quite a bit of inflammation. And I still had like a myriad of symptoms regarding my hormonal imbalances and, um, my adrenals. So Mm -hmm. because I really was so hungry Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so it wasn't until I met my naturopathic doctor um, at the time, her name's Jenny Weaver, and she's from, uh, she's in the Indiana, Elkhart, Indiana area. Mm-hmm. So all of this, all my experiences were in Michigan and Indiana before moving to yeah, yeah. So um, I met her and I realized that there were root causes to my symptoms. At the time, I just thought I needed to take out like meat or take things out of my, what I was eating but I realized it was actually like, I could eat those things if I healed my body. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't the food that was like the enemy. It was something deeper causing imbalances and inflammation and dysbiosis in my gut. So I realized I had parasites, um, huge candida overgrowth. And for those listening, candida albicans, it's like a yeast overgrowth. We all have candida in our gut, but it can like from alcohol or um, pharmaceuticals, like medications can cause more yeast, antibiotics, Mm -hmm. stuff like that, um, processed foods. So horrible yeast overgrowth. Oh my gosh. It is. Yeah. Candida overgrowth is something that I've struggled with. I mean, you know, this as well, and I've just recently started feeling better. And I mean, if anybody doesn't know about it, I definitely recommend reading more about it because I had no idea that it was even a thing until, um, a couple months ago. I mean, that's true. Like if you, and especially anxiety is really linked to candida um Mm -hmm. 
skin rashes, skin irritations, brain fog, a lot of like the issues that we have today, we try to like treat the symptom, but we don't look at like the root and nine times out of 10, the root cause is something within your gut, mm-hmm. which is wild. I did not know this yep. ago. <laughs> everything is connected to the gut. Everything. Yes. So yeah, I, I had the process it's called biofeedback and mixed with like blood tests and all of these different like hormone tests and things. But as I started seeing her and trying new modalities as well, I was seeing energy healers that did Reiki and um, I started to actually get better. And my naturopathic doctor was like, you really need to eat meat. And Mm -hmm. I was so in my programming and Mm -hmm. feeling so much shame and guilt because I think that's, I don't know if this would be offensive, but the propaganda behind veganism Mm -hmm. and vegetarianism, it's like this shame and this guilt and you're bad if you eat meat and you're contributing to all of these issues when in actuality, if you're contributing to small local farms that ethically Mm -hmm. source and regeneratively raise their animals Mm -hmm. you're actually benefiting climate change because the topsoil this is a little caveat but the topsoil on the earth (laughs) (laughs) the topsoil on the earth is very thin and if we had more like grass-fed farms the cattle the microbes in their mouth when they eat upon the topsoil it actually feeds it and it makes it thicker so we wouldn't have as many like flooding and the carbon would be um the carbon exposures and things would regulate Mm -hmm. so there's a book called vegetarianism explained by dr natasha mcbride i believe or mccampbell Mm -hmm. mcbride um and she speaks all about this and where this where vegetarianism and veganism kind of originated and how white people kind of like stole it from Indian culture. But the reason why it was their culture was because they were poor. Mm -hmm. Um, And she goes into how the blue zones and things of that sort were actually inaccurate because the people were eating organ meats and all these things. And I was super resistant to this because I was just I thought I knew what was right. And I felt like it was my duty and I felt like it was wrong. And it like really shook me to my core. It was a huge battle um, for me to start eating meat again. And it wasn't until I just kind of prayed one day and I realized like, I'm obviously not getting better. And I hit a plateau. I was like kind of better, but not quite. (laughs) I knew that when I first began my healing journey, I surrendered and I just tried something new Mm -hmm. and it helped. And so I was like, okay, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to try it. And if anything, I know these are coming from like good farms, it's not like mass produced uh, meat or processed or anything like that. It's like grass fed, grass finished, Mm -hmm. happy cows, all of the above. And the minute I ate meat again, it was like 
my body, I, all I saw was like pink, <laughs> my brain, <laughs> my body, body needed it. Body. Yeah. It was like, I was in a bubble and I was like, oh my God. And, and then I wasn't as hungry and I wasn't getting injured. And I felt a lot of these symptoms balancing and my hormones and my hair was growing back. My, I didn't have cystic acne, my ovaries, like my periods weren't painful anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, granted, like they're still uncomfortable, but they weren't painful. Yeah. Um, And it was a shift. Exactly. And I had a newfound respect. So instead of being like, I can't eat this, I can't eat this. For one, I looked at the way life works and animals eat other animals. It's just kind of that helped me when I put it in that perspective. Yeah. But, and you were mindfully consuming this food. It's not like you were like mindlessly just eating this, you know, you, you really had a journey with it and and it wasn't easy to get to this point, but you were like, this is what I need to do to heal my body. And it's, and it worked. Yes. And the shame, I think like it's a movement. It's like internalized misogyny in some ways when we shame women to not eat meat, but we mm. so need these fat soluble vitamins. There's also something it's called arachidonic acid. It's about 11% of your brain. You can only source it from animal foods and animal fats. And there are all of these things. Like you would have to eat like a pound of carrots to get adequate amounts of vitamin A when you could just eat, you could take like two beef liver capsules or something. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, it's shaming women because this is so vital for our hormones. We like absolutely need meat and broth and all of like the beautiful collagen and all of these things to nourish our hormones, like as women Mm -hmm. and to take it even further. It's not only this, this internalized misogynistic point of view. um, That that's my, that's my take on it, but also it's, I have this newfound respect for the animal itself. Yeah. So it's like, before I would be like, I love cows. I would never eat a cow. And now I'm like, I love cows so much. They do so much for my body. They help me heal. I honor the cow. I say, thank you. Like, thank you for everything that you're doing for me. I honor all parts of you and the spirit of you. Mm -hmm. It is like a spiritual experience that they Mm -hmm. give back and we do as well. And it's spiritual for us when, I mean, if you choose to be buried, (laughs) you give back to the ground, um, your carcass, I suppose, kind of disintegrates and feeds fungi and the soil and the topsoil. So we all give back. And so I have this new perspective and that's kind of the way I've gone about it, but I do not support mass production. I do not support processed meat. Like it really does have to come from a good place. Mm -hmm. And it's unfortunate because not many families have access to these things because it's really expensive. It is. Yeah. It's, it's really expensive to get grass fed, grass finished and to go to these like farmers markets or specific like grocery stores that are a little bit more wellness oriented. Um, Mm -hmm. Not everybody has access. So I think there is a lot of programming and a lot of structures in place that aren't working right now that is 
quite frankly, keeping people sick. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my take on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and just a little, like to bring this back um, after I started eating meat and I was taking these supplements and I was practicing like traditional Chinese medicine and these different modalities, I was actually getting better, but I started to realize even further. Yeah. When you say getting better, um, what do you, what changes were you specifically feeling? The injuries were going away. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't have to use braces anymore. So I love yoga and I would Mm -hmm. do like pro pose and I would feel like my like arm was going to snap off. So Mm -hmm. I didn't need the braces anymore. Um, I was going to the bathroom regularly because I was still having those issues even when I was vegan. And I was seeing like differences in my libido and in my Mm -hmm. hormones um, with my cycle. I didn't have excruciating pain and fatigue like I was having. It wasn't to the Mm -hmm. point where I felt like I needed to sleep for three days. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, I'm a little uncomfortable, but like, I'm not in pain. I'm a little tired, but I'm not like debilitated right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I saw a difference in my hair and my skin, my, my overall complexion. I started mm-hmm. to like have color and my, my hair was like thicker. Um, yeah. So But as I progressed on the journey, I started to realize that it was even deeper. And this is why I do what I do now, because I still had certain symptoms that would come up um, that I couldn't quite get rid of just with drinking juice or drinking bone broth or exercising or something like that. It it was really deeper. And this really touches on like anxiety, depression things of that sorts. And a lot of it does have to do with gut health and the way you eat, but like you can't, if you're looking at your body from a holistic perspective, then you can't leave out the spirit. So you Mm -hmm. can't heal the physical body and think you're going to be fine without touching on these very real raw components of your spiritual and emotional body. So I started to see that my symptoms it was even deeper and that my repressed anger and trauma and sadness was contributing to a lot of these negative patterns that I had and sometimes physical symptoms as well, like headaches or stomach pain and things of that nature. And that's when I started to really go down the rabbit hole and become a completely new person. I think I had a complete new rebirth. And that's when I really became passionate about, um, it's called psychoneuroimmunology. So psychoneuroimmunology, uh, Dr. Kelly Brogan talks about this. She's a medical doctor and a holistic psych, uh, maybe not holistic psychiatrist, but she's like a naturopathic doctor. Mm -hmm. She's everything. I don't know if she's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) She talks about how your emotional well-being directly affects the strength of your immune system. And there are so many studies, there's so much data on this. You can really go down the rabbit hole if you start. Oh, I, yeah, I truly believe it. And it, it, it affects your gut microbiome too. 
your yeah. emotions and everything. It's all connected to your gut. It's the gut brain access, emotion, emotions, everything. So totally, totally understand where she's coming from there. <laughs> yeah. It's really fascinating and you can see it on a scientific level, but then when you also just kind of, you know, I think there's a certain point where you kind of have to just get out of your head and just trust your body and trust your inner knowing. Um, Cause I could give people studies all day about all of the things I've talked about, but like, it's really about where you are in your journey and what you're feeling. And so at that point in my journey, I started to really dive into like the emotion code, releasing trapped emotions, learning about the meridians in the body, the governing meridian energy systems, which are pretty much the same thing, but learning about all of these different modalities to really heal myself on another level. Mm -hmm. And I guess fast forward to today. Now I realize, like, oh, <laughs> I'm always going to be healing and I'm never perfect. Yeah. It is a journey. Healing <laughs> is, yeah, it's, it's also it's a daily practice. Like we can either take a couple steps backwards or forwards. Yeah. And when you have this awareness, you can kind of each day you can dedicate yourself. My, my new perspective is I dedicate my life. I have reverence to my highest self. My intention is to always work towards being the highest version of me. And that will, yes. and that doesn't mean again, like our, how we were talking earlier, it doesn't mean I'm always perfect. And I'm like yeah. the spiritual guru or whatever. It just, yeah means I'm like an embodied woman and I'm authentic and it's just yeah. going to shape shift. And mm -hmm. when you have this new devotion to that, it's like, you'll just take your healing and steps each day. Like some days you might not eat the right thing. So you need to get an activated charcoal or whatever. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> or you might be feeling some sadness that's percolating in your system. And you might think like, oh, this might be contributing to my fatigue, or maybe I'm feeling a bit more anxious today, or I have a headache or back pain. Sometimes like sadness can manifest in back and shoulder pain or something. And you can kind of just take it day by day and just ease and flow with it. And that's where I am now. I do feel like I'm in homeostasis, but some days I'm not. And I just do my best to take the tools from my toolkit that I've accumulated through having yeah. like chronic illness of autoimmune Absolutely. disease, Lyme disease, all of the above. So, yeah. I love that. Yeah. I mean, that's also been, you know, for me, I was plant-based for a while and then I started feeling super, I, super sick something, I just knew something was off and I didn't exactly know what it was, but that's when it, that was actually the time when I met you and you were talking about how you were vegan for a while. And I just really felt comfortable sharing what I was going through with you because you understood stood what it was like to make that transition into incorporating meat products back into your life again. Um, because I do think that it's, it's hard for people that, especially if they're on a spiritual path to think that eating 
a different type of way besides plant-based can be high vibrational. Um, And I wasn't feeling high vibrational at the time. And I really do think it's all about intuitive eating and, you know, plant-based diets may really work for some people, but every body is so unique and different in their own ways that if you're not truly listening to it and honoring what it's asking for, then that's not serving you. That's not helping you become the highest version of yourself if you're not listening to your body. And I think for a while, I thought that I was doing super well eating mainly a whole foods plant-based diet, but um, yeah, there was, there's something deeper going on there. And I'm still, I never thought I would be back on Mm -hmm working towards healing my gut again but here I am and I I'm in the healing phase again and it just is a reminder that we are constantly healing it's you know our lives are a journey of healing we're never going to be this perfect human 3d physical form of ourselves here even though there are times when we will feel that way it's no feeling lasts forever (laughs) 100%. And to caveat off of what you were saying, like, everybody is different, but we all have the same physiology. At some point in your journey, if you keep ignoring the warning signs, it will manifest into other symptoms and other complications because we, we have the same physiology above all. And, Mm -hmm. but we have different journeys and we have different yeah. things that work for us. And so it, I just really try to listen. And I think that's really beautiful. And it's a, it's a healing process. It really does not end. There really is not an end goal. There is not like yeah. mm-hmm. a light at the tunnel where you're like, wow, I'm going to be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> or I'm going to feel this way forever. I'm going to look this way forever. I'm going to eat exactly these things forever. <laughs> it will always change. And that's why I'm such an advocate for people like eating meat <laughs> because mm-hmm. I think it, I mean, if that's not where you're at right now, that's okay too. And, and that's so respectable because there was a t- time in my life where that's not where I was at. But like, again, we all have the same physiology. We all need fat soluble vitamins, A, D, E, and K. We all need like these certain acids and all of the, all of these things to thrive. So there might be a time in your life where you need to flush your system, but then there might be a time in your life where you need the cell building blocks and the amino acids from fats. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's just like surrendering to the process and the journey and surrendering Mm -hmm. to the polarity of life, like life and death and all these things like earth is not always beautiful. It's like really a polarity of things. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, yeah, I do think um, we just need to surrender to the process. Yeah, absolutely. And to any listeners that may be struggling with healing right now, or their bodies are just not feeling great in general, what do you, what advice would you give them as far as how to listen to their body more? To be present. Mm -hmm. Um, you can't listen to your body if you're not present and, um, you can't heal your body if you didn't listen to it because then you don't know what to do. So 
to even, you can't get there from there, if that makes sense. So you have to start with your lifestyle and listening. What I would recommend is to really start preparing your spiritual ear. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's kind of what I call it. And I've actually been kind of working on maybe writing a book about this called Chess. Oh, I would love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe it probably will happen someday, but it'll happen. <laughs> yeah. Putting it putting it out into the universe right now. <laughs> it will happen. But this is on the premise of like becoming a medical intuitive and medical intuitive just means like you can intuitively find some of the imbalances within yourself or within other people. People use spiritual sight, um, clairvoyance, clairaudience, whatever um, you resonate with. But Mm -hmm. this is based on this premise. So when you start to like get present, you can actually kind of pinpoint the imbalances or the inflammation or maybe the emotional root causes to what's going on. But if you're always in this, like, go, 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 I have stuff to do. I I can't sit with myself. I can't sit with my emotions. Like you're never going to know what you need to do because you are your own healer. Nobody Mm. can heal you ever. Like they guide you and help you. And, um, I'm a huge fan of like more functional practitioners because I like how they merge things together. But again, they're a guide and they can't guide you if you don't know what to tell them. Yeah. So that is very, very true. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's really about getting present and People do that in different ways. For me, it's music. I can sit down and I play my guitar. It's a, it's like wood. It's a very grounding Mm -hmm. instrument. My voice grounds me. I think everybody could use their voice for grounding, but yeah, even more so like going for a walk and just really looking at the trees, like looking at the details of the houses, Mm -hmm. uh, listening to music, like closing your eyes and just listening and studying the sounds. Um, it can be meditation as well. Um, and just really focusing in and on a certain area of the body and just kind of witnessing it and seeing what comes to you and not doubting it, just really listening. And if you even get a vision of like a flamingo or something, I don't know, something yeah. weird, yeah. being like, okay, flamingo energy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah just accepting example. it. Yeah. Whatever comes through, Mm -hmm. you never know. You just really never know. And just like being open and um, even um, another way, like eating (laughs) and really not getting on your phone, like sitting with your food, looking at it, smelling it, experiencing it, chewing it. That is so grounding and will make you present. And I actually heard a shaman speak about this just a few weeks ago. Um, I don't even remember his name. He was amazing. But um, he said that if if you're present in every moment and you dedicate your life to being present, you never have to worry about the future. Mm, and you never have to worry about like what you'll say or do, because if you're present, you'll just do the right thing in every moment. Yeah. And so if you do the right thing in every moment, because you're present, you're open to it, you're like in my belief is like, you're an open channel to spirit to come through you to yes. help you with 
whatever it is you need to do. You're not thinking about the past or the future. You're right here right yeah. now because there's that's all there, there is. Exactly. And when you show up, you don't have to worry about the future or the healing journey or anything because you can just know you're going to get where you need to go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that takes off so much pressure with healing. If yeah. you just listen and take it day by day and you dedicate and again, you devote yourself to being the highest self you can be in every moment. And you really remind yourself that in every moment, you're really going to be okay. You're going to be guided. You're going to get like a ping, like a spiritual download, a creative download, or maybe you'll be like, I don't know, a, a, a friend, you'll be so present with engaging in conversation with a friend that you really witness what they were saying. And it like inspires you to go research something which inspires you to meet this new practitioner or go to this event and like mm -hmm. Reiki healing. And then long before, you know, you're a Reiki healer. I don't know. Yeah. Or you but, meet somebody that guides you on a different path or like, yeah, it, it's all connected. The more we stay present and listen to those intuitive nudges the faster we, faster we are on like our most optimal timeline. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that would be my advice, honestly, because you need to know what it, what is going on to be able to heal. And if you're mm -hmm. like, I'm just anxious, I'm just hurting <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. So valid and I totally get it. And some days I'm still there. Like this morning. I was yeah. Yeah. But like, <laughs> it's about being like, wait a second. Okay. Wait, no, no, no. What is it right now? Why am I so frustrated? Like, and what do I need to do to get present? And that, so before doing this interview, I was like, okay, I need to be present because that's, I, if I think too much, I'm not going to say the right things or the way yeah. I, I would like to speak. Yeah. So, yeah. Like I need to walk. I need to have some tea. And that was how I was able to just be in my body and be present and now I can actually hear my spiritual ear can mm -hmm. hear me I'm saying the words right now It's coming yeah. through down. I'm like, my brain is like, okay. And then I say it. <laughs> yeah. You're an open channel, an open vessel. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I think that is how you heal. And that's how you become a medical intuitive. That's how you heal mm -hmm. yourself emotionally, physically, um, all of the above. Wow. I love that. We are all our own healers. Yes. Definitely. Yes, we definitely are. It is and nobody's more powerful than another. As long as we tap into our intuition and honor what it's asking of us, it strengthens. And yeah, we are, we all have the power to heal ourselves. hundred percent, no matter what. And I think that can sound pretty radical because some people mm -hmm. could say, well, what about like stage four cancer or whatever? Yeah. And mm -hmm. so compassionate to that. And I've, when I was mm -hmm. um, working with this naturopathic doctor, I actually like used to wash dishes for her to pay for my herbs. I was so poor. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, I would see like stage four cancer people come in and um, have transformations, but that was what was right for them in, in that moment. And yeah, just an example, but I'm just saying like, no matter what the imbalances, the diseases, the trauma witnessed and experienced. And, um, I am very compassionate to that because I have experienced yes. so much. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, 
you can, you actually can heal. Like you can. And I think when people get really like agitated by that comment, there's still some programming within them that makes them believe that they're broken and that they still have to rely on something outside of themselves to fix something. But when reality is there's like actually nothing wrong with you, you're not broken. There's nothing to fix your Mm -hmm. body's true, like mechanisms are to heal you always provided the right things. If Mm -hmm. provided the right things, your body in every millisecond is working in your favor to heal you. Your true nature is to heal, is to be well. So to say like, I am with this illness forever. This is my diagnosis. Mm -hmm. I'm going to die. Let me prepare is condoning to the belief that you are broken. Yes. That you are subject to something outside of yourself. So I, I do really believe that you are inherently well, and that if you provide your body, your spirit, your environment, all of the right things that you can always heal, no matter how severe there was a time in my life. I thought I was going to die due to my illness and my naturopath at the time. And I was also seeing a functional like medical doctor and Mm -hmm. She was like, okay, well, instead of saying autoimmune disease, it's not an autoimmune disease. It's just your immune system needs support right now. Yeah. Yeah. And that changed my life forever. (laughs) Yes, it, it definitely did. I mean, you're here talking to us today and I feel like the more present, like we were saying, the more present you are, the more, the easier it is to be guided on that path of healing. Like you get those inner pings to speak to the right people, to see the right people to be in the right places at the right time as long as you listen to whatever your intuition is telling you to do and find a way to quiet your mind and be able to do that well this has been a beautiful conversation so thank you so much for sharing your journey and your experience with everyone I really do feel like this is going to be so helpful for others Um, where can listeners connect with you if they aren't already connected with you? Yeah. Um, first I would say connect with me on TikTok. That's where I have Yay. Yes. beneficial information. Um, it's, I am Daisy with two underscores. Um, you can find me on every streaming platform, Daisy Draper. Um, I am Daisy Draper on Instagram and, um, yeah, I definitely hope this helped. I, again, just try to be radically authentic and however I'm perceived is how I'm perceived, but that's who I am in each moment. No, we we love the authenticity. That's, we need more (laughs) of it. (laughs) So that's definitely um, what I would drive home for people. Yay. Thank you, Daisy. And everybody, she has great content on TikTok. So yes, go follow her. She has great content on Instagram as well. If you're on your healing journey, definitely check out the content that she has because even I get a lot from it and I get to see her in real life too. So lucky me. Well, thank you again for being here. Seriously. I am so grateful for you and thank you listeners for tuning in. Bye everyone. Bye. Thank you, Lizzie.